everybody. Welcome to Pale in Comparison, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister uses her knowledge of the otherverse to take a look at Pact, Wildbow's most reflective work, and I try to not give away any spoilers. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm. I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering Malfeasance, chapters 11.3 and 11.4. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with pale spoilers. If you don't know what boon you get for completing the promenade and don't want us to tell you, stop now, read pale, and come back to this podcast. As for Pact, there will be full spoilers to the chapters we are covering. Woo! <laughs> Yay. We took sorry a break. Sorry about the break, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. So Sorry. Um, <laughs> Leah moved. Eh. Yeah. It's all Malia's fault, but she moved, and like now she's in Hawaii. Yes. Hanging I out with my fam. I did not move fam. to Hawaii, but... <laughs> no. She's not a lawyer yeah. yet. Well, I mean, she is, but like, you know, she's not making... She hasn't gotten her paycheck yet. So she can't afford that uh, that lifestyle quite yet. Not at all. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was really it's hectic. Expensive. I moved, like, to a place five hours away at, like, the bottom of Texas. In the middle and of then, nowhere! Like, several days later, it was like, go to Hawaii, which, you know, is awesome. Um, It's like a hang out with dad while mom travels sort of a thing so it's fun but that's cool I'm tired how do you yeah. like how do you like your new apartment and stuff oh we we really like it it's um so it's actually a house oh which is fun oh fuck okay <laughs> that's yeah, we're, we're, yeah we're renting a house um, i did not know that yeah i think i keep i said the word apartment a lot because i yeah used to live in one and that's what, yeah <laughs> um that makes a lot of sense but yeah, it's um, two stories and it has a garage and that's really fun. Ben's never lived in a place where his bedroom was upstairs or with a garage. And so there's some Dang. fun. That's yeah. fun. Oh, yeah. cool. That's great. Um, I'm going to try to not mention your town just because like, you know, we're on a podcast and that just seems like a bad idea. But um, how do you like your new t- your new town? How do you like it? <laughs> I like it. Um, it. There's palm trees, which is fun. Um, and it's, I mean, people talk about it like it's like small and in the middle of nowhere because it's not yes. like Houston or Austin or whatever, but it's actually is like fairly why? big. <laughs> no, I think it's because it's like, I think it's because it's like five hours away and like no one bothers to drive over there. Yeah. So we yeah. just assume that like there's nothing there. There's nothing there. Um, but it's also but like, stuff. yeah, like, it's there's a whole bunch of towns like that basically touch each other or whatever so the the area feels pretty big like you'll drive and you'll be like in a different city or town or whatever and you won't have quite realized it um mm-hmm. but yeah it's like the best place to bird in the ben maybe even is that what in, you like, call it bird western hemisphere like you can't even call it bird watching it's like oh i'm gonna go bird out <laughs> i'm gonna go bird out <laughs> <laughs> i mean we say like birding um i think you should say bird out i'm like totally birding out right now (laughs) that's such a cool freaking bird i'm totally birding out uh yeah well speaking of birding out um since we've been in hawaii ben has seen like a whole bunch of birds he's never like i'd seen before before, because last time we were here he wasn't a birder and um there's so many introduced species on Maui that he's like seeing all these birds that like live in Argentina or India or like all these places. And it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that's just some bird I've seen my whole life. <laughs> he's pretty much having a birdgasm. He's freaking out. <laughs> yeah. I like I could tell you're kind of uncomfortable that I said that. And then yep. you just like moved on. So I appreciate that. I mean, yeah, I just, you know, older sibling trying to get a reaction and it worked. So thank you. <laughs> Okay. Well, let's get started. Um, Basically, we're just going to go over our chapter summary. Um, Blake and uh, Evan make their way to the home of some of the Bahames and are confronted by their familiars. They exchange some information. Blake writes Rose a message and they go to meet the junior council. Alistair and Blake have a confrontation. Things end in a draw. Blake meets up with Rose and she's still unpleasant but invites him inside. So that's a win, kind of. <laughs> what do you think of these chapters? Yeah, um, it's not what I expected. I expected like a bunch of people to be literally right outside of the house and like for them to just immediately fight. 
Um, so I was thrown off by the fact that they like had to go find them or whatever. <laughs> um, but it was fun, and Alistair's a little shit, and um, we were leaving off on another like ah rose like i'm like maybe we're gonna get some information and like probably not but like maybe i'm gonna get some information <laughs> so i'm excited it's worth it i mean you gotta keep holding out right <laughs> <laughs> the story has to make sense sometime <laughs> does it though yes yes okay <laughs> uh all right so blake and evan run across some creepy doll moms with changeling baby spies yeah this was upsetting <laughs> um it's kind of funny when that one mom like presumably a real mom walked up and sort of started talking to the other mom and then they all yeah. just like didn't respond she's like trying to show her baby off and they like just brushed her off and she's like <laughs> my baby's cuter than your baby anyway <laughs> right because she's like oh there's a whole bunch of moms like with babies and i'm a mom with a baby and let's go mm-hmm. talk about our babies yeah, and they were like i understand no. I'd, I'd want to be like hey look at my cute adorable baby and then i can use that as like i can look at your cute adorable babies and we can be mom friends and no you guys are a bunch of bitches <laughs> right like bitches what if they're like a play group and you can get in on that and they're just like no yeah that shit's fucking gold yeah but no i mean I mean, she's kind of dodged a bullet. You don't really want to be in that playgroup, oh, do yeah. you? <laughs> no. no, they did her a favor. <laughs> they did her a favor. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was, it was, because at first I was like, why did she walk up to them? Like, what? But no, yeah, she, she wanted a playgroup. That's definitely what was happening. Yeah. She was trying to show off the babies and mm-hmm. make some mom friends. And yeah, fuck those guys. You yeah. can go on, I don't know, like meet up, <laughs> go online, do some shit like that. Yeah, I guess in 2014, maybe it was a little harder. Yeah, it was definitely less of a thing. But yeah, I mean, that's not the Uh, worst part about the dolls, though. (laughs) (laughs) Not that they're total assholes. Missed up on it. Yeah, you missed out. That's like the real story we want to follow, right? (laughs) Like, who is this baby? Who is this mom? What's their story, right? Yeah, I mean, if, were, if we were in Kennet, right, like we'd figure out some way to have a nice, like, baby co-op with. She'd go the, to the market or something, and like, yeah, with another <laughs> mom and baby that were at the market. Maybe that's her. Maybe that's her, Malia. <gasps> wow. I mean, life got that worse. Was, <laughs> life got worse. Maybe that was her second child. Because I'm like, that was kind of a long time ago, and that was like a yeah. really little baby. Or maybe yeah. that. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That, I guess that might be stretching a little bit. Um, but yeah, uh, a lot of stuff wants to eat Evan. and Yeah, it's really upsetting. Because I, I also keep being like, oh, well, you know, if he dies, he comes back. But no, he doesn't. Because <laughs> he's not really a familiar anymore. Like, you know, um, Duncan just like murdered him. But he didn't die because he was familiar. But now, like does he draw on Blake the same way? It seems like no. And that's why he's like falling apart. Um, and so that's like scary. Um, and poor Evan. Cause yeah, he's just like, I need to get out of this house. I'm so bored. I've played mm-hmm. all the games. <laughs> um, I and I like why- that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm not trying to I was going to say, you. I like that Tiff's phone only had some good games. Um, that was a very like preteen boy comment. And I really liked it. Uh, yeah. It's like, dang, let's, Played all the good games. Throw on some shade, man. <laughs> but what were you gonna say? Okay, I don't know why this reminded me of that. It's probably because Evan's a bird, and you're talking about people eating him. Um, and we're talking about we were talking about birding. Um, mm-hmm. so there's this really awful like dish that I've heard about, and I might not be pronouncing it right, but that's I mean kind of a theme here, so that's fine. Um. So it's basically uh, an ortolan. Is that what the dish is called, or is that the bird? Well, either way, like it's a kind of a terrible, terrible dish. Um, oh no. It's a French meal um, where they catch these teeny little birds, um, and they're. Let me see. I have to look at this so I'm telling the right thing, because um, <laughs> it's kind of terrible. Okay, so they trap the, these birds, um, the ortolans, um, which are these little teeny songbird sparrow type mm-hmm. things, um, and they like b- basically uh, drown them in uh, brandy. 
Um, and they leave it there to soak up all the delicious brandy taste. Um, and, but I think before that they keep the birds like in a cage in total darkness and just like, and so they gorge themselves um, oh on food until they were like really, really big. And then they would drown oh. them in brandy. And oh it was God. so like evil. It's okay. I'm not even kidding. It's uh, the traditional to like cover, like to eat it while covering like your face with a napkin so that you can hide from God. Oh, I feel like that's, that part sounds familiar. That's awful. Is it? <laughs> it's terrible. That's so awful. Um, so it's not just others that are apparently really fucking shitty to birds. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what and the just fuck, like, man? They don't want to, like, necessarily torture eat Evan. Like, that's awful. I, yeah. I mean, they, they <sighs> might, but... Poor babies. I don't know. Anyway, there's probably a neater way for me to go across that, but I just remembered it, and I wanted <laughs> to look it up. So... Yeah, sorry, Malia. It's so sad. It's very sad. But that's why they, I think it's illegal and uh, they don't do that shit anymore. At I least for the not. most part. I mean, it probably doesn't taste that damn good anyway. Like, if you think about it. like well, I feel like it must little... because why would you go to all that trouble? Because you're soaking it in brandy and you're, I don't know, like, I'm just, I mean, it just doesn't sound that good to me. No, yeah. Yeah. Because you eat it like whole pretty much, I think. Wow. Okay. That's hardcore. It's hardcore. I mean, I could be wrong. Any French l- listeners can definitely correct me or give, you know, give us the the real scoop, the scoop. on it. But <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I mean, I think that's like way back in the fucking day. I think they haven't done that for a long time. Um, anyway, I'm sure they would eat Evan in a much nicer manner. <laughs> well, no, I'm not sure. Oh, that's so awful. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe That's Evan would like, turn into a ghost boy if someone was trying to drown him in brandy and he'd just mm, like dip. Like he'd just like disintegrate into a ghost Evan. Yeah, and just sort of like beep up boop away. That's true. In ghost form. In ghost form. <sighs> All right, let's move on to so <laughs> creepy mom dolls, changeling baby spies. Um Evan calls them mombies, which is kind of great. It's pretty funny. Um and yeah that's pretty much it on that part i think we've like <laughs> fucking squeezed all the fucking juice we can out of that little section so let's keep going <laughs> all right we're done um so after all that shit they make their way to one of the behame homes and are confronted by some of their familiars who are cats but like not just cats they're like freaky really strong scary just cats, cats. Not just cats. Um, and they exchanged some info. Yeah. Now that you have brought to my attention the fact that they're cat familiars. I mean, cats aren't like that crazy of an animal to have as a familiar. Mm-mm. But Grandma Rose had a cat. And mm. there seem to be a lot of weird connections between the Bahames and Grandma Rose. Like, it's been very seriously implied, if not like outright said, that Amen helped her like live longer to try to like get her shit together. Um, mm, mm-hmm. and so what if like she also got some like old hero person like what if she got like I'm trying to think of creepy old hero people or creepy <laughs> and, like, old villain Res- person Rasputin came to mind but I don't know if he's old enough mm. Um, yeah I think I'm yeah. also I keep thinking about necromancers because that's a thing that's happened in, like, like how old necromancers you- have come up in pale recently and I'm like no Diabolus like different but yeah yeah so, wait, how how old do you think cats go back to be like, like, what about Attila the Hun? I bet the Bahames would try to get Attila the Hun. Right? A, I mean, yeah. I was thinking that like, would be like a good... Greek and Roman. Oh, for Grandma Rose? Yeah, I think Grandma Rose. <laughs> like, Attila the Hun, man. Right? Maybe not, but. What would they have in common? I don't know. But, like, I just thought it was cool, man. <laughs> no, it is cool. I'm just like, does she know about horses? Is he a, is was he a horse guy? Am I thinking of the wrong? Who are the dudes? The Mongolian. All of our listeners are like, "What are you doing?" It's okay. We can edit all this out. We can just start from scratch. Like just like Ugh. just fucking scrap everything. That's fine. Um. Well, my Wikipedia shows a painting of him riding a horse. So there you go. Definitely okay. the horse guy. Well, because there's like him, and then there's like Genghis Khan. And to be honest, I kind of get them mixed up. Mm. And I know that there's something about like horses 
and like horse milk, maybe horse blood while you ride. And I mean, that feels like Genghis Khan. Is that better? Let's do Genghis Khan. Yeah, that's actually a lot better. (laughs) Probably. Let's do Genghis Khan. Okay. We Um, might get along. (laughs) We might get along. I don't know, man. Like, we could look up some old, what's what's like the oldest cult leader? What about, (laughs) I feel like she should get like a, like a shoe designer or something for her, her implement, her pumps that definitely exist. Mmm, the bloody, the blood pumps. That's right. (laughs) Okay, no. Okay. I legitimately thought of like a super sweet, I don't know if she's old enough, but. We're just gonna say maybe um, that like Chinese uh, female pirate. Oh, that chick! Yeah, yeah, that could totally be like what is it? Zeng Yi Sao. Take it alone. That, but you know, <laughs> that's fine. Um, that's only from like she was born in 1775, so that might not be old enough. But like you know, mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, yeah, they would get along, right? They'd get along. Totally. I don't know. I feel kind of bad saying any any like real people would get along with like a diabolist, to be honest. But she seems like she had good intentions, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, literally, the road to hell, Malia, is paved with them. <laughs> like that has uh, never been more true. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe that's man. why Wild Bo wrote the story. He was like, "I want to write a whole story about that." Just the, the road to yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was just the whole prompt. Um, and he wrote this amazing story. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Discuss. <laughs> yes. Just like Blake. Um the um yeah, because I, I I'm not sure if we'll learn anything about her familiar or all of that, but I would love to. So but if not, it was definitely that pirate trick. Definitely Shame. the pirate chick that I, I closed the link and I already forgot her name, <laughs> which is kind of terrible. Um, but yeah, she was pretty sweet. Like she was pretty yep. awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Yeah. So I keep getting way off track. So keep talking, Malia, because for the love of all things holy, I can't, I can't stop talking. And part of this, just to let you all know, it's a, it's a pretty big time difference. And so I'm recording after work and it's kind of late at night and so i'm losing my mind a little bit <laughs> so i'm just gonna throw that out there <laughs> that's fair yep um uh, but yeah okay so we talk they're at the behave house and um blake thinks about how he wants like a cute little cottage thing with a bird bath and then he like directly attacks me but he's super right because he's like, why would you buy a car and then leave fast food containers in it? And I'm like, I didn't used to be this way. And you're right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, where's their pride and joy? Uh, it's uh, buried in the bar. Yeah, I'm just not going to even comment on like your apartment. But we're going to say your house <laughs> is going to be a lot nicer. It's going to be so organized. That's There's the so much pride and joy. It's going to be good. <laughs> That's the plan. Just gotta um, watch them what Marie Kondo. Yeah. Yeah. We Ben bought a book about cleaning and being organized, which was nice. Um and maybe oh, we should just have like, you guys read play. it. Um he started reading part of it and I'd like to read it. I think it's like for people with like anxiety and ADHD and just like different mm. things that make it harder to get some harder stuff to done. actually Yeah. Yeah, and it's kinda like like cleaning without putting like associating it with morality like mm. having like a mess terrible make person you a bad person yeah. right and but like a lot of things are easier if things are organized so what can we do to to make things like, easier make things yourself. easier for ourselves as opposed mm-hmm. to like becoming a better person which feels really demoralizing um okay that's cool so yeah. you're saying that the behames here could have used that book potentially yes Although, okay. to be fair, it's not clear if their house is, like, a junk mess, just that, like, it's not kept up on the outside, which is interesting, because, yeah. like, these people are trying to be the lords of this town, and presumably they're, like, well off enough that they could, I don't know. They could fix stuff like that. Put on a that. fresh paint, some coat of paint sometimes, or whatever. That's true. Yeah. Um, maybe 
part of being a chronomancer is stuff that you have like wears down faster. That's like a mm. karma thing that like that time takes a bigger toll on your shit. Yeah. Even if most mm. of being a chronomancer is like bullshit. <laughs> That's an interesting thought, Malia. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're sneaking around because apparently there weren't people like immediately trying to attack them outside. And um, after a couple attempts, Evan <clears throat> manages to open a window so they can hear what's happening. Um, and it was so I'm really glad that we met Ben and Gloria um, and formed some good opinions about them. Um, I'm curious about who the rest of these people in this family are, because, you know, we've known Laird. We've known Duncan, but we don't know most of the other Bahames. And so it's kind of hard to picture like exactly what's happening. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we met that little kid and we met his mom or her mom. Um, That's true. But yeah, sorry. Um, but yeah, so there's this argument about who should lead the family now. Cause like Laird's dead and got to pick somebody. <laughs> and I find it really interesting that they are like, Picking someone from the next generation? I wonder if that's required somehow. Um, hmm. Because presumably, like, I think Laird had, like, a brother and a sister. You know, they there's someone else in that generation, and, like, maybe they should do it. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of the people were sworn to the more binding oaths, and they seem to maybe want to choose someone that's more free to do stuff. <laughs> Sorry, the dog that was our mom. Exists <laughs> and mom got. <laughs> oh, what happened? Uh, a paper bow fell on Swiffer's head. <laughs> a paper bow. Yeah, like mom learned how to make bows like those <laughs> those ones you see in the grocery store that are all like other oh, really fancy ones, kind yeah. of. Yeah, mm-hmm. and apparently one fell on Swiffer's head, and what he's like traumatized for life because it's like as big as him. Yeah. Yeah. As he looks sad. Or his mom just being He always traumatic. looks a little sad unless he's like really happy, you know? That's, it's part that's of the true. whole It's just his face. Manipulation. It's like it's part of the manipulation. Yeah, that's true. He's good at that. He's yep. like, I'm gonna look really cute and just give me food. <laughs> yeah. But like the specific food that he wants in that exact moment, which is usually impossible to figure out. Oh yeah. But it's definitely not dog food though. It's not dog food. Um, all right i was let me see okay, now we're let's good lord your house is fucking loud okay so i apologize for i don't know extra noise and the boom buzz or whatever mom said goomba goomba boo boo okay, let's let's keep going let's keep going we can do this malaya we can fucking do this <laughs> you have to say come say it to the people <laughs> okay okay um but yeah so they're like do we do stuff with alice like do we let alistair like fucking go off and whatever and try to be lords or do we try to like actually do the right thing because alistair fucking sucks and maybe timothy is chill but yeah it's weird that it seems like they're going to the next generation and i wonder if that's like a chronomancy thing um Mm, yeah or if that's just a practitioner family in general thing because like so with Blake's family right it, it's going to the next generation in terms yeah. of grandma rose to Blake but then you know there's all the cousins that are options um yeah. and we haven't seen a ton of practitioner family transitions in pale um the bellingers have had one and that went from alexander to y so that went you know to the next generation and that's a little interesting because there seemed to be other people around who could have taken that over although it made more sense because y was alexander's like right hand dude yeah um so yeah i'm i'm curious as to whether that is a chronomancer moving forward in time thing or just a like no one else wants to do this because it sucks thing Mm -hmm. but i don't know don't make like little 18 year old shits like in charge of your family yeah, that seems like a good idea. Yeah, I'm like, fuck, an 18-year-old. I wouldn't like, let 18-year-old me be in charge of the family. <laughs> that is just so fucking ridiculous, right? Like, if, you know, like, dad was in charge of our Hamilton family and then, you know, died. Sorry, and then, mom. That would have been sad. 
Um, yeah. Well, just like think of like the Hamilton family contingent or whatever, whatever. Then presumably, or like like I was thinking, like we have uncles, right, mm-hmm. and an aunt on dad's side of the family, and presumably yeah. one of them would make more sense than to be like, okay, Jenny, you graduated from high school. Congratulations. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> You're in charge now. I mean, I guess that's how monarchies do it, but. Yeah, but huh. monarchies are not like the best. Well, but then again, there's a lot of problems. A practitioner. Yeah. There's a lot of problems. <laughs> I mean, they're just, they go by tradition and they're trapped in this pattern. Yeah. And Ben's like, okay, we're still going to not give it to an adult, but. <laughs> Let's give it to like someone who isn't a total shithead. Um, they're like, nah. <laughs> it's like, like let's do the right thing, not just like the thing that might actually get us the most power, but like let's actually try to like be good. And they're all like, mm. <laughs> and um, then some of the familiars who also seem to be like, let's do the right thing and not a total dickhead thing. Um, listen to or you know confront Blake realize that maybe he could go fuck up alistair and send him on his way <laughs> so mm-hmm. that was fun um yes i totally kind of summarized a lot in one sentence but that's cool yeah um it's interesting thinking about blake's so blake talks a little bit about like his goals um i think it's useful for the reader to have a sense of where blake is and what he wants because he's facing a lot of shit to get what he wants and a lot of people might be like, just stop, like leave. And so, you know, reiterating, oh, you know, I'm here for my friends. I'm here for the innocence. And then I guess myself um, helps orient us around Blake's mindset um, as things like descend into awful. Um, and it's interesting that like he doesn't mention Rose at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like the three people Plus, like, in that house Rose, and this good. bird. And like, cause like in other conversations, it's been like, I don't know how I thought about Rose, but he just like, didn't even, he was just like, Mm -hmm. no, like nothing. She did not cross his mind. And that's, yeah. Feels telling. It definitely is. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was also interesting talking to these familiars a little bit about their practitioners or whatever. Like the, if you are this basically immortal being or whatever, and you're bonded to this child, like the child grows and changes um and it'd be interesting to like like you can't undo that um and the first the the one cat was like yeah i like i love my i don't remember if they call him master or whatever because it feels creepy but like i love my lady and Mm -hmm. i like deeply you know want what's best for her but like i don't always agree with her and like kind of like i think that this other thing is better um Mm -hmm. and it reminds me of like maybe kind of like toy story um how andy like gets older but also like um susan in the narnia books or whatever which like i think Mm -hmm. that c.s lewis like did her dirty but Mm -hmm. you know if someone if uh narnia badger had like been like tied to susan for life or whatever and then she's you know 18 or whatever and it's like oh yeah like fuck that i don't believe in it it's just interesting thinking of tying yourself to someone for life as a child isn't necessarily the best idea and it seems to be like fairly working for these people but also yeah it's like weirdly common and it's a fucking terrible idea i mean (laughs) like getting a familiar as a child or like yes yeah because like i mean compared to marriage it's basically like here yeah well i mean everyone knows you know i don't need to preach this to the choir but sure yeah like it's just a terrible idea yeah, is it because it's also like a marriage you can't get out of, and where you mm-hmm. like are like psychically linked and stuff, and it's yeah, um, it, and it's just so interesting with like, I mean, I think Blake made the right choice. Um, I think that um Avery made the right choice. Um, yeah, I'm for sure. really interested in Verona's potential decision about her familiar mm-hmm. or about yeah, like getting a familiar, and I think that could be a really good choice. But also maybe Verona should wait another five years (laughs) um yeah or whatever yeah and like lucy was like gonna they all they were all gonna tie themselves to people very early really fucking fast Mm -hmm. and it's like there's been no discussion about avery or verona getting an implement and it's like y'all have done enough shit with the practice it almost seems like that would be more natural 
of a next step. Yeah. Anyway. But then I guess I also want to say that if like Blake asks if they're gods and that's what, you know, we talked about the living legends. That's what we were talking about. Attila the Hun and all that Genghis Khan. And I really should look up this lady pirate's name. (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting that like there were mortals that were such a big deal that they were able to kind of be extracted and used by in this sense there in this case like chronomancers it's really yeah interesting and like they have to keep it seems like being passed on as familiars or they'll disappear because they're not substantial enough or whatever oh dang Um, i found a really really old female private apparently um hmm. according to wikipedia says tatua which is um of the just mispronunciation it's fine rda tribe in illyria who reigned from 231 BC to 228 or 227 BC. Um, And she assumed the regency um, of the Ardean kingdom, whatever, for her stepson, um, continuing her dead spouse's policy of expansion in the Adriatic Sea in the context of an ongoing conflict with the Roman Republic regarding the effects of Illyrian piracy on regional trade. Blah, blah, blah. But basically, hmm. she was like a really old pirate. So maybe she would be even better. That's she's true. Like, really freaking old pirate. <laughs> I don't know, man. <sighs> Sorry. I'm like losing my mind. I'm like freaking tired. So, okay. Got to steer me back on track, Malia. All right. I think Gotta we're ready to move on like- to. Okay. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. Blake writes Rose a message um, and throws it to see if she like. <laughs> We'll get it. And then they go to meet the junior council. Um, yeah, the the sympathy magic is so fun and Blake's really good at figuring it out. I mean, I guess if you're holding a book and you're like, this book is in like in the library in real life, um, it might be a lot easier to think, therefore there's a connection and I can like mess with both of them or whatever. But mm-hmm. it's just yeah, he's really good at it. Um and um I'm glad that he is keeping Rose informed um Uh like it seems like he's you know really thinking about her and really trying and i mean a big part of that might be like he's the one in the mirror now like i i don't see uh uh practitioner blake necessarily thinking to do this or like taking the steps to do it and to be fair like rose could probably be with him most of the time um but he's really like thinking about how to not prove rose right <laughs> slash how to like mm-hmm. try to work with rose as much as he can um and i was proud of him here for doing his best um yeah um i was surprised that it was like go find the little kids at the school like <laughs> just wild <laughs> yeah. um and it's like it seems like maybe alistair isn't a high schooler but also there's something weird going on there and i don't know it's and weird. that's interesting mm-hmm. yeah um yeah, and it's it's kind of fun that Mags is like, hey, come on, like, meet the council and not like, like, go away, you're scary and you're not supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. She's like, she's like, on, Mr. Blake. <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> like, I don't oh, know if fun. you can do that. And she's like, I don't care. I'm doing it. Yeah. Um. So Alistair and Blake have a confrontation and Alistair wastes some time. God, this man is such a tool. Um. Okay, I just have to say I was really happy with that sentence there. <laughs> so because he wastes some time. Oh my god, that is actually because <laughs> he's a tool and he sucks and he's yes, that was really good. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Thank you. I just wanted to, you know, make it really obvious that like even if you don't like it, I fucking like it. And I'm pointing it's it so out. <laughs> okay. Yeah, maybe it should be the. It's just really good. Yeah, it's like a uh, <laughs> Um, God, that man. Okay, yeah, so he's like, Blake pegs him as like not having grown up here, having grown up in Toronto. Um, And I'm guessing that, you know, people have been brought in other behames because maybe they could be in charge of this little town or whatever, whereas like he couldn't be in charge of Toronto. Um, But it's, I feel like, like with Duncan, how I was like, "Why? What are you even doing here? Like, you don't live here. Go away!" Like this kid doesn't have a good claim on this situation. Um, 
like mm-hmm. a politician coming in and being like, oh, yes, I want to be representing your community. And no, I've never lived here, but it's fine. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, it also for some reason, thinking about Alistair and his being 18 um, made me think about the arranged marriage with the Behames and the Duchamps. And like, is that happening? Like, it hasn't been mentioned. Like, I'm still really curious. <laughs> Um, cause like part of me was like, is this, is he one of them? But like, I don't know. And we just move on. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So he's just like a little shit. He's like super confident. Cause he's like, well, the spirits like it when I'm confident and they try to like make it so that I'm right because I make things easy, um, by being very confident. Um, and I can change time. Yeah. Even if it's for really stupid fucking reasons. Yeah um god it just like yeah literally the fact that he like heals a scratch on his face with like his ancestors like saved up hours or whatever you know just like oh god i hate it like uh and he is right oh oh go ahead no no no. you got it i was gonna say he's right that like six seconds is a lot less time than an hour but like no if it's been an hour you don't go back and heal the scar on your face. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, that's stupid. Yeah. And Blake was saying something about like how he gets more points for making like such a big show and like mm-hmm. using time like that. So he probably did get points from the spirits, I guess, for that. But it's still like, uh, yeah, what a waste <laughs> of fucking time. Yeah. He's just, he's so, yeah, he's just like a shitty high school, like, college shit man any sucks <laughs> poop nice and i i hope that this has influenced the behames um to not do this um or to not give him the super weapon or whatever but we'll see um the the tarot deck was really fun and i really love it as a implement um it yeah just or i mean we don't definitely learn that it's his implement but it seems Really, it's pretty powerful. A good bet. Yeah. Um, and the idea that it can help him figure out like kind of what's about to happen um is fun. Um, yeah. Having tried to learn a little bit about tarot, seeing things like the two of cups come up to be like Evan and Blake, and they're like, you know, unified as like one. Um, and like the ten of swords, like I knew that was bad before they had to explain it, and like that's all sort of fun. Um, didn't remember the five of coins, but um, it's a neat way to uh, make the story seem mystically in a way. Um, yeah, I don't really know where I'm going with this. Just that I liked it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty funny that Evan. God, Evan was Evan was great in this. Um, he's like, I took a chunk out of your uncle's eyeball, and then he like fucking attacks his eyes. I was like, that's that's brutal. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's fucking savage. <laughs> it was really hardcore um and he's you know he's like oh it's fake like chronomancy stupid and like oh so since you tried to hit me by attacking hills House, i can hit you and you know whatever and then alistair's like oh yes because and he just doesn't even wait he just fucking attacks him i was <laughs> like this is so goes. good yeah um and um later when blake's like yes it was a draw because he decided that was better in the circumstance or whatever. And Evan was like, what the fuck? Like, it's just, yeah, he's good. Um, I love him obviously. Um, but yeah, so we're going through and one of the big moments is when he, and by he, I mean, Alistair draws the 10 of swords, um, which is like absolute failure. Um, and, um, I wrote in my notes, rose is worse than the drains question mark lol that's harsh and i don't really remember why but it had something to do with the ten of swords and things always getting worse (laughs) um i think him thinking about how he had gotten through the drains or whatever but like fucking rose (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and i they he talks about how rose is sending someone to help and i did not understand why that was a bad thing i mean it's it's a fun way to raise tension but Mm -hmm. um it doesn't make sense until it's like oh sandra has left these like beacons all over the city and if she sees a bunch of boogeymen show up then she'll show up and she'll shut this shit down because sandra's an adult and i'm a 
dumb whiny child. So <laughs> mm. <laughs> fucking Alistair. Um, yeah. Um, dumb whiny child. Whiny child. Yeah. So there's something about the five of coins that Alistair doesn't like. Um, so he Blake describes the card as being like a woman and a child, like looking up at a window and there's like the five coins in the window. Um, Mm -hmm. so this has to do with poverty kind of like adversity loss, but also like, like this card would have strong connections for Blake as someone who was formerly homeless. Um, and I don't fully understand why it freaks Alistair out so much. Um, just if he's worried about losing his station in the family, um, I'm also not entirely sure why it's connected with the hyena. I would have expected um, a swords card to be connected with the hyena. Um, but yeah, Blake is like, okay, if I can get this card that he doesn't like to show up three times, then and attack him with the hyena and whatever, then that means like I won and mm-hmm. I won using the rule of three. And I've mm-hmm. already beaten Duncan and Laird with the rule of three. And so that means I will reign over the Bahames for all time, basically. Oh, <laughs> yep. Pretty much. Yeah. And it sucks that it doesn't work because he was so close. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a it's it's a bummer that Rose sent back up, although I guess it's also kind of nice that she sent back up. <laughs> um Yeah. 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 Well, um Sandra. Then shows oh. up. Oh, before you, sorry, talk about yeah. Sandra. I just need to mention really fast the fact that this tick exists. Um, <laughs> that yeah. it's 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 like a big bug with a clock in its butt. And I was thinking that it was like a spider, but like it's a tick because like TikTok and like I hate it and it's so yeah. good. <laughs> and now it's dead. So now it's dead. <sighs> yeah, it's pretty disgusting. But yeah, that's pretty sweet. Um, Sandra shows up, Blake and Alistair then end their battle in a draw. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so she shows up with one of Johannes's others, um, and like does crazy magic shit. I don't even understand her. So her chalice implement, which is like the epitome of femininity or something, like she's able to put all the stuff back in place and then the other fuses it all back together um Mm -hmm. and i don't understand why her chalice could do that um i mean is it like women clean things like is it just like weirdly sexist like i don't think that's it um (laughs) i just remember chalices as being really feminine but i can't remember what else but you know like lucy's earrings can't like move shit and i i can't think of a chalice as like do you clean things with it do you I mean, is she just using that to, like, channel her magic and she's doing Maybe, yeah, like, as a focus, kind of. That's probably it. Because I was just like, I don't understand why the chalice can fix things. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so so Blake decides to agree that it was a draw because not doing that would make it worse. Yeah. Um, And he's like, hopefully this is enough for the Bahames to not back alistair who's late for something and blake's like well i thought he was 18 like it's probably not school question mark question mark mm-hmm. um it's a very important date yeah I don't but know. this just also felt <laughs> i'm still i'm sorry go ahead Malia. <laughs> well i was gonna say sandra is really positioning herself as like the person who should be in charge of this town because like mm-hmm. here's like a potential like lord in alistair yeah, and he's and he has to like you know the adult comes in and like breaks it up and tells them to like knock it off you know like she's very in charge of she's this place. on it <laughs> yeah um Sandra for Lord that's that's what I say <laughs> uh, but yeah and so then yeah it was great all right well they all they go back um and Blake meets up with Rose and company and she's still a bitch but she invites him inside. <laughs> um yeah so progress or something progress um it was fun how on the way like back to the house evan is like directing the boogeyman to go back and it's like up to up to like <laughs> so good um so good yeah but blake shows up first and he's like are we okay and rose is like no and i'm like okay <laughs> i mean i guess you should be honest but okay 
um, and like, you won't bite me again, right? And she's like, not unless you give me a reason to, but you're probably going to. And I'm like, wow, you suck. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, fucking bitch. Um, but yeah, so I'm hoping that this means we're gonna talk about something or something. Um, mm. I don't know. <sighs> we'll see. And you'll literally get to find out soon because you can re- start reading after this. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, all right. Now for pale in comparison section. What? So you wrote the Behanes versus the Billinges. Um, and I say that or Alistair versus Musser. Because something you said about him, just like in terms of him, like being like the mayor that is acting like he's like buddy buddy and or like he knows what the fuck's going on, but he has no like connection to the place. Mm-hmm. Reminded me of Musser. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe kind of on an individual level, the confidence and the whole like the system works for me because I for me have these precedents and of course i'm the best and blah 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 um and yeah yeah that's interesting um and hopefully the behames are like nah we don't like you anymore just like how the world slash durasher durashe was like that with alexander not Mm -hmm. alexander musser um but yeah i was thinking about the behames and the bellingers or the bellingers just because it's like they're both like futury, like they're the Bahams are like kind of augers in a lot of ways. Um, and hmm. they also both like lose a leader and have to find a replacement. And I feel like we've learned the most about the whole like family elders and different like contingents within families and like how a leader gets selected from looking at like both of those. And they seem to be somewhat or fairly similar in terms of like it's this young guy but like the elders are kind of like maybe not happy about it or maybe are and just the yeah they also start with b e there yep <laughs> b e let's say b and they end in s well no they of. don't end in s <laughs> i'm so fucking uh, my brain it's gonna be okay the villages and the behaves but i know it's actually plural that we're both talking about them in plural right now they both have the before they both have the. <laughs> uh, okay fucking hell okay now you know it's like it's late but it's not i'm like i don't know why i'm so fucking tired right now you worked all okay. day i did I i worked 12 hours I woke up a long time ago, and (laughs) I'm I'm fucking tired. That's all right. That's cool. Um, Now, (laughs) it's time for Malia's bold and specific prediction. So what is it? (laughs) I'm so angry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I think that Alistair was late for the secret meeting that the other people are having to try to overthrow the Thorburns. Mm, Is that bold enough? (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. Tell me, tell me, um, what color is the demon under the house? Oh, the color is interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say puce. Is that because it kind of sounds like puke? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good reason. That's a really good reason. Okay. Puce demon under the house. Yep. That is puke. Okay. Awesome. Um, holy fuck. Our previous discussion question um, <laughs> was to talk about crepes or your favorite breakfast recipes or stories. And holy shit. Like I, I put all these down like yesterday because I couldn't record yesterday. And they're fucking long. So uh, this is going to be a little bit of a short. I'm, I'm, it's going to be cut down a little bit. So I'm sorry, y'all. Oh, thank God. She's um, so fun, though. <laughs> okay. you. How about you read that one? Because like, okay. I can't handle it. <laughs> it does look fun, though. Okay. So Singachi gave us a story about breakfast. Um, it's a pancake story, not a crepe story. And it's a story about how they got a knife scar on the back of their left hand. So... They were 10 and their parents were blissfully sleeping in on the weekend and they wanted food and had been taught recently how to make pancakes. So they whipped up some pancake batter 
and began very carefully and precisely flipping the pancakes. And they were a very meticulous child. So they hear a footstool being dragged over and they turn and they see their seven-year-old sister standing on top of it so she can see over the counter. And she decides that she wants to flip the pancakes. Um, but this their sister was the exact opposite in terms of flipping pancakes. Um, so instead of very being very meticulous, she was very messy and imprecise and more likely to flip the pancake onto the ceiling than into the pan. Um, but Singachi had made extra batter for everyone and said that they were going to flip their own pancakes, but made extra batter so she could flip her pancakes after they flipped their pancakes and decided to keep doing their good meticulous job and turn back to their pancakes. And the sister decided that she wanted to flip the pancakes and told Singachi this and was like, I want to flip the pancakes. And she, well, Singachi turns around and sees their sister brandishing a kitchen knife at one hand <laughs> and she swings it at Singachi <laughs> because she wants to flip the pancakes and they so they throw up their hands and um either because she wasn't really intending to cut me or she wasn't exactly a professional assassin um um she gave Singachi a shallow cut on the back of their hand but it was bleeding and they were freaked out and their parents woke up <laughs> And then Singachi doesn't quite remember what happened, but they got some band-aids and they ate their pancakes. So it all the worked end. out. <laughs> I, I have to say, um, first, their sister wasn't a professional assassin. She was only seven. Uh, <laughs> she was in training. Yeah, amateur at best. <laughs> amateur assassin. Like, you don't yell at them, like, yeah, about flipping pancakes when they're looking at their pancakes. That's when you strike. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm glad you read that because, like, I can tell you, I would have been like, Singachi <laughs> was making pancakes and his sister wanted to flip them and just, like, fucking attacked him with a knife. <laughs> attacked him with a knife. That's actually the a good story. <laughs> the there you go. That's a TLDR. TLDR. They're both uh, still alive, I'm assuming, and doing well, hopefully. Um, bisexual punch party. <laughs> Um, this is a real fucking change in tone. Um, they say when frying potatoes home style, season them with equal parts cumin and turmeric, and this is really good in breakfast burritos. Ooh, Bam. That's a nice tip. Turmeric. Um, all right. Demon, all the long fucking ones, which is great. <laughs> Ho Demon wants us to know that uh, crepes salées are better than crepes sucré, which I think means savory crepes are better than sweet oh, crepes. Thank fucking goodness you're reading this one because like talk about butcher like, butchering <laughs> the language i Go don't ahead. actually know how to pronounce french that was I mean, it guessing. sounded good okay. i don't know sound better than me um so to make the best crepe dish you need two crepes per crepe which is a sentence i just said okay <laughs> so first you you smear one crepe with harico fritz which okay, is that was worse pronunciation <laughs> i was like my pronunciation well, they're, it's not haricots. We learned that from mom. She was Isn't very it like upset. like harico frites? That was harico. <laughs> okay, I mean, we're not French. I mean, we're, we're, we're like, we're like, yeah. yeah, we're, we're, okay, whatever. That's my harico so frites. Can, so you can soak them, the, the beans, the harico overnight, and you smash them into a puree, and then you fry it, which are rich fat, like lard or duck fat, which... That sounds involved. And then you make a crepe. Um, and so you put that on the crepe and then you put some confit protein of your choice. And then you put creme fraiche or uh, bechamel based cheese bechamel. sauce. Mm-hmm. Bechamel? What's wrong, mm-hmm. Mom? Yeah, you gotta, see, I know the food shit. Mom's also upset about my pronunciations, have, everyone. So I'm sorry. Yeah, creme fraiche or I'm bechamel. I'm sorry, Hobo Demon. Um, you know, it's fine. Or, <laughs> it's fine. So then you... you roll up the crepe but magically you make it into a papilote um fuck you're on your own there papilote whatever (laughs) some kind of like a roll you don't just steam it you're gonna take a regular papilote (laughs) (laughs) you take the set you take crepe number two and you grate cheese over it i know what fromage fromage. and 
you so it's like papaloteception. Um, papalote. <laughs> so definitely words I've heard before. And so and so you add some may- mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Okay, I have to tell mayonnaise. you, like a lot of these, like mayonnaise. it's probably it's, it's not really on purpose, but like it it seems like a lot of these words like that are in French are like italicized. And it's just really funny because mayonnaise is also italicized. So it seems like a, a mayonnaise. <laughs> Anyway, um, and that helps with the heat I mean, transfer. Maybe, just it's, it's like mayonnaise, you know, <laughs> mayonnaise, mayonnaise, fromage, yeah. and then you, and then it's <laughs> so amazing. Bad. And you can. I'm terrible at accents too. Just pronunciation. I'm just bad at speaking. So I'm sorry for interrupting, Malia. Please. No. Continue. Yeah. So you can you can serve it with a tomato and capsicum brun brunoise. Um, sounds right. Capsicum is like pepper or something, right? Yeah, I <laughs> think so. Capsicum. Capsicum. I'm so sorry, <laughs> <laughs> everyone. Okay, uh, and you can add a chiffonade that you have handy, as we all do, um, like cilantro. <laughs> I need to make <laughs> sure you guys so know, like, we are not trying to like mock French. No, this sounds really good. French- like we're fucking trying, except I'm kind of delirious with like sleep deprivation. So I'm just so you know, it's not on purpose. We just sound fucking re- silly. Although, um, ha- <laughs> but yeah, so eventually you get something that's similar to a quesarito, but it's different because French and yay. It's and Obademon says ridicule. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, the best crepe dish- dishes are burritos, so that's what you should all do. Fleet Feather <laughs> like commented on that and was like, I was gonna apologize for saying you just essentially described a French fried Taco Bell beefy five layer burrito, but it sounds like you know what you did, and it sounds delightful. Was there beef in there? <laughs> oh, was that that one word? The the confit? Confit. Yeah, there's yeah, confit. Except it, it makes me think of duck confit. So, right, yeah. that's all I know. Um, Macy one next <laughs> says they got mocked at work for weeks when they were cooking pancakes in the kitchen. There one morning, and at twenty five, realized they were called pancakes. Yeah, at age twenty five, sorry, realized they're called pancakes because they're cakes that you cook in a pan. And my <laughs> mind was blown as <laughs> I shared this revelation <laughs> with my coworkers, and everyone else has just understood this pun it's not a pun <laughs> it's like literally what they are <laughs> their entire lives and i'm just an idiot for just going along with the name <laughs> before realizing <laughs> it's not a pun dude it's like literally <laughs> that's what they are they're called pancakes because of like they're literally pancakes um but that's great rem- and i love reminds you me of how <laughs> i didn't learn that narwhals were real until i was like 20 years old and it's still kind are of you serious yeah. You didn't learn what? <laughs> They're the unicorns of the sea. <laughs> and if unicorns aren't real, then narwhals shouldn't be real. Okay, but you could also say like rhinoceroses like are the If they called them the rhinoceroses unicorns. of the sea, I would have maybe believed they were real. <laughs> Malia. Okay. I mean, I'm just going to I'm not even going to fucking go there. All right. Next. Last but not least, Fleet Feathers says that when they lived on the Big Island, they would go to the Waimea Farmer's Market every once in a while. And there was a lady there who sold amazing crepes with all kinds of good stuff. Mushrooms, ham, arugula, cheese, quote unquote magic sauce, other stuff. Mm, magic and mushrooms. <laughs> probably. Her business no. was called something like La Magic Pan. La Magic Pan. Mm. And um, the lady recognized Fleet Feather's family because they would go so often. And That's she'd awesome. give them a few extra drinks um for free or an extra crepe. And that's really sweet. Um it's and really sweet. they want to say mahalo to the magic pan lady, which is really cute. Aww. So if you're that's on the really big sweet. island, go to the Hilo side of the island and find the crepe the magic crepe lady. Oh, that's really um, cool. That sounds I sh- I have uh, Deandra lives on the big island, I think. Or does she? I don't know. I, I think I have a friend that lives on the big island, so I'm gonna tell them to go there. Yeah. Uh, is dead. <laughs> well, I thought of a discussion question. <laughs> if you're willing to hear it. Go for it. 
I'm so ready I, to hear it. Okay, so I want, I can't decide if I, okay, I want everyone to think of a cliche, and it can be in whatever language, just please translate it into English so we know what you're saying. Because um, I, like, I don't think you can handle my pronunciation. <laughs> anyway, because <laughs> you're gonna be like, I don't know what the frick this lady said. Like, but like, yeah. but like, think of an idiom or a cliche or something like that, that relates to a character from, we can do pale or packed. Um, in the same way that like Alistair wastes time, right? Um, and I'm, I can't decide if I want them to tell us what who the cliche is for. Yeah, do that. We can't think. So to so tell us, yeah, like a like a a stitch in time saves nine, right? Who is that about? It saves nine <laughs> lives, like the familiars. Dark cats. Oh, I don't know. Idiom. It's like something. In any language. To the idiots. And on the <laughs> podcast. Uh, switch. We're not idiots. I just play it, one on TV. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, Jen, I think it's fun when you talk a lot during the episode, um, especially that's when it's good. about random shit. So that's great. I, I don't, yeah. I'm not going to remember a damn thing I said this whole fucking time. <laughs> I'm not going to remember a damn thing. I already don't know what I've talked about for like the last however long we've been recording like hour you know yeah i don't know it's up it's it's out there you know it's just out there it's gonna be out there in the world and that's that (sighs) oh my gosh i just like my brain is dead yeah okay (laughs) you want to do the outro I feel like I'm gonna wake up my children because I keep like having to make loud explanation or exclamations to wake me up. My poor kids are sleeping and they're gonna be like, Mom is like so loud. Okay, I'm gonna start talking about the outro. The outro. This is the end of the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave a rating and review. To support our podcast, go to patreon.com slash doofmedia. And if you'd like to support Wildbo as he continues to write fantastic stories, go to patreon.com slash Wildbo. You can follow the pod on Twitter at Pale Comparison or send us an email at paleincomparisonpod at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for our Reddit thread in r slash parahumans, where you can answer our discussion questions and share your thoughts on this episode. In addition, if you'd like to see all of my predictions laid out, check out our episode description for a link to a prediction tracker. Next episode, we will be covering chapters 11.5 and 11.6. Um, yeah, I need to do the outro again. I feel like it was ter- like, okay. <laughs> Thanks Honestly, for listening. <laughs> oh my God. No, it was really fun. It was really fun. <laughs> Uh, stop looking at me like that i can't help it i'm going insane i'm so tired i I don't have work tomorrow so it's okay i I get to sleep because like yeah holy crap (sighs) okay but i want to read a review because i told you all that i'd do this sometimes so Mm. this is from blake tall and this was on pod chaser um, and they said, listening to these sisters read Wildbow's incredible story is absolutely delightful. Their perspective on the story as members of the legal and medical fields is particularly insightful, and their interaction with each other is both heartwarming and hilarious. One of my favorite podcasts, 10 out of 10. Which, oh, that's <laughs> thank so you. sweet. Thank we you. love you. That's so nice. That's so nice. You're so nice. I really appreciate you as a person. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, thank you. Okay. Jay needed that. Thanks. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Leah's like looking at me so judging right now. She's like so judgmental. She's like, look at this. This is a mother of two, and she has a professional career and like a house and stuff. And look at her. Look it's more like at this fuck. If you're that tired, just like say the fact and say bye, and you can go to bed. No. <laughs> I'm so close. I'm okay. so close. Look, we're getting there. Like you, you, you read. The, yeah, you're fine. We're fine. It's gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're so judgy. You're oh, so judgy. Uh. Okay, I'm. I apologize. I mean, I'm sorry to hear that. I almost said I apologize to hear that. Wait. <laughs>
you know? Because <laughs> that's kind of the same thing. It just sounds really weird. Okay, this is a weird fact. I do my best to bring weird facts to y'all. Um, I don't know if this is true, but that's what astronauts say. And, like, we're not going to say all astronauts are liars, right? Because we're probably telling the truth, you know? They didn't get together at their astronaut convention and say, like, hey, we're going to tell everybody, like, this thing that's not true. So, <laughs> only you can edit all this. It's fine. It's going to be fine. Um, steak, basically, like... <laughs> Okay, I messed it up already. Okay, uh, space. This is what I'm talking about, astronauts. Malia, please edit this. Please this just is, like delete no, everything. No, no, this is good. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Okay, space. Smells like seared steak. The final frontier. And if you don't think so, then you're calling the astronauts liars. <laughs> and that's not nice. It's so really don't yeah. call them liars. They've done They're, so much for us. <laughs> they've done so much. If they want to <laughs> think that space smells like seared steak, you let you them let tell them. us that. You let them. <laughs> you let them smell that steak and that seared steak. And they're probably really and sad about it too because they're like in space and they're eating like, like can't food eat out this. of tubes. And and yeah, that's I feel sad. like I could be having fucking steak right now. I mean, who knows? Or maybe it makes the tube food taste better because like you know your sense of smell and your sense of taste are like oh you, you know, think they like right go outside and they're, like they're eating eat their meat paste the food <laughs> and they're like oh this is really a steak it's really a steak so i'm eating my like i don't know pureed like hot dog <laughs> like mm. i don't know yeah totally you know in the hospital i feel like i've mentioned this before but you know we're gonna mention it again um i at least talked to you about it before but in the, the hospital if you have like a pureed diet they'll like and you have like um pureed carrot or pureed chicken and stuff they put that into molds like so they'll put the pureed carrot into a carrot mold and like put it on your plate so it looks wow. like it's in the shape of a carrot because apparently that like helps is supposed to help trick your brain to like be like oh this is kind of a real food even though it's all pureed it's like better than just glops on your plate you know Mm-hmm. So maybe like with like pureed hot dog, you know? Interesting. Know. It's just a thought. Well, our parents are like starting to come out and roam again, you know? <laughs> They're roaming around. It's, it's a sign. They're going to start talking about boombas or goombas or whatever mom calls the dog. And she's going to, and dad's going to start like hacking up his lung. It's going to be, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Oh, man. I'm losing my damn mind. I'm not going to remember a damn thing, Malia. I'm not going to okay. remember a fucking thing. <laughs> this is like, it's like one of those like drunk dial type things or something. We're like, you know, you're like, I'm not going to remember anything I said. And then it's you're like, that's fine. I'm recording everything and I'm going to put it all online. <laughs> that's cool. It's all right, Malia. I'm going to go. Okay. Go Love you. Bye. <laughs> all right. Bye, Malia. I can't even like. Where's the, this is like a new Zencaster. Where's the hang up button? Wait, no, I I have to stop this. Okay, <laughs> bye everyone. Bye. <laughs>